0: Hi there my name is alex faust and you're listening to conversations at the edge each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses positively impact our communities and scale up all right good morning good afternoon good night depending on what part of the world you are joining us from my name is alex faust your host of conversations at the edge and today i'm very excited to be joined by bernie brenner who is an international speaker, author and the best-selling author of the strategy book, The Sumo Advantage, which is the main topic of today's conversation. He's the founder and chief executive of Rolex Inc. And prior to that, he co-founded TrueCar Inc., where he serves as the executive vice president, chief strategy officer, and managed the company's strategic partnerships and strategic growth planning. And much of his success has to do with the Sumo strategic partnerships that he built. So the things he's going to be sharing today are not just, Theory, but real practice approaches that has worked to scale many businesses. Bernie, welcome to Conversations at the Edge, and how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, and thanks for having me. And of course, I always love talking about uh, partnerships. It's uh, you know, it's how I live my you know live my my certainly my business career. Uh, so it's always exciting.
0: Awesome. Well, want to jump right in. Um, the idea of partnerships has really circulated a lot around the business world. And I'm curious, in, in your opinion, what makes a Sumo partner a Sumo and why are they so instrumental in your opinion for a company's success?
1: Yeah, so you know, there's always a question like, how do you define who, who you want to go after? But if you just want to look at Sumo, and you know, I, I, first of all, let me draw a distinction between Sumo and others. And this gets back to the root of business development partnerships, at least how I define it, is very different from sales and it's important to define it i feel because then you can operate to the to the definition and the boundaries and the profile of that versus merging things together and and biz dev has, has generally does that it's sales it's 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 uh, partnerships it's corp dev it's there's a whole bunch of things that are labeled in there but i would say that it, it if you define it, it it you have a better outcome so sumos the reason why i called them sumos is because as companies, we're always trying to go after, you know, the, the big whale, the 800 pound gorilla that we want to sign uh, to a as a customer, right? And there's a difference between the sumo, this is how you think about a sumo versus think about a sales opportunity, is that uh, a, a big, the big gorilla, has demands, right, you're going to, we're going to treat them from an account management perspective. And gorillas are very important to our business getting landing that big gorilla. But the problem is they beat their chest a lot and care about their business and you're a vendor there. And so they, you know, if the, if whatever your shipping doesn't get there on time, they get on the phone and they scream. And then you immediately respond because you have to because they're the largest, uh, you know, client you have, uh, customer you have, and then you're FedExing or you know overnighting product again, and it's a scramble. And that's what happens in that scenario. And that's the responsibility we have for having uh, big customers, big clients. But on the sumo side, it's very, very different. I, I picked sumo because they're warriors right They They understand how to go to battle. They're in a ring with rules of engagement. And so they understand what we can do, what we cannot do, right? Where's the line? Where's not the line as it relates to competitiveness and beating the competition, which is what we want as as early stage, younger companies, smaller companies doing deals with these big sumo partners, right? We're trying to to get it where we're sitting on their shoulders or where they're battling, you know, from a competitive standpoint in in the business world. And they're standing behind us and they've got our back and they're helping us move forward in the battle. And so that's why I think to think about a Sumo that way and think about your client a different way as the gorilla uh, is very different because when you have a problem, when the stuff doesn't get there, the partner is saying, okay, let's we identify the problem. Now let's go through a process improvement and we're standing together to try and solve it versus a gorilla who's saying, you get me my stuff or I'm getting it from somewhere else, rightfully so. So that's that's why Sumo and so, when you're thinking about who to go to, the, the reason the, why they exist and are important to us is because they help us propel our business forward. They give us cre- instant credibility, or, or credibility quick, uh, more quickly than uh, we could get on our own organically, right? And we're trying to establish ourselves as a bigger company, and leveraging the partnership allows us to do that. Then of course, it has to be good for them at the same time. But that's why I classify Sumo as as the partner that we want to go after. And of course, they're big. And the, the key is that and when I when I talk, speak at um, conferences and, uh, and investor uh, portfolios, the smaller companies say, ah, I don't know, can we really get the deal? And the answer is yes, there is actual there's, there's plenty of proof that it could be done, even though they seem ungettable. And the issue is how do you define it and then how do you go after the uh, the the target?
0: Yeah, and you talk about having to treat this role of business development much different than sales. So, can you talk about what makes those like activities so much different?
1: Yeah. So, so it, then this gets to the definition. You know, what are sales? What is BD? And and then that affects operations or tactics. So, there's four distinctions between uh, sales and business development, right? And I. In the book, The Sumo Advantage, and, and just as I'm talking, I always try because the concept how do you boil it down to something that can be quickly understood. So I boil it down to paper cups, right? So your company who's selling paper cups, you know, people are buying paper cups, right? So the four distinctions between sales and BD, the first is business development is strategic in nature, right? There's nothing strategic about selling paper cups, you're selling paper cups, pick any product you want, I boil it to paper cups. But a partnership is very strategic, right? That's that's that that's number one, and as a result of that, number two is there's no direct revenue, right? It's it's all about a partnership, and then what happens after the agreement? There's no a sale is is by definition is a transaction of goods, right? Exchange of goods. I give you paper cups, you give me money. That doesn't happen in a partnership. Once you sign a contract, nothing has happened other than you agree to do something. Very very different. So. And understanding that there's no direct sales allows you to understand motivation, right? How to structure things, how to approach the problem because nothing, cash motivates everyone, right? Oh, I'm going to bring in an extra million dollars. We all wake up and go, yeah, I got, you got me. What, What do we need to do here? If it fits in line with the business, but when you're approaching a Sumo and you're, you know, you're talking about no, no revenue for putting all the effort in on day one, and hopefully at some point it'll be there in the future, very different type of conversation. Third is uh, everyone's plate is full, right? So in sales mode, everyone's plate is full, but you know, if you're selling to a coffee shop that someone is responsible for buying paper cups. So their plate is full, but what you're pitching is on their plate, right? Many, many times when you're talking about a strategic partnership and you're approaching these big companies, what they're responsible for today, and what they are focusing on, what you're talking about is probably not on that plate. Right? It's not on their boss's plate. And so there's, there's a a, a different approach when versus sales, because you know, they're going to make a transaction. The question is, are they buying from you? Or are they buying from somebody else? But for sure, the transaction is going to exist. In the case of VD, it may never exist. Certainly, no one's probably thinking about it. But you have a vision, you know, make it happen. And then the fourth is, this is a big one from a behavioral standpoint. And I emphasize this a lot uh, because of general sales tactics. And that is for, for the, with a the partnership, you have to focus on not getting a no, right? Versus sales, you focus on getting a yes, ABC, always be closing, like th- that type of, men, uh, of program. But that won't work in the sumo world because for the other reasons, it's strategic, there's no direct revenue, it's all indirect in the future, right? And everyone's plate is full. So if you try a typical sales tactic like, hey, I need to make my quota this quarter, so I'll give you a 10% discount if you, make, if you go now, that won't move the sumo at all. Now that moves the, the buyer for the paper cups, but it doesn't move uh, a partnership forward at all. So you need different people with different understanding and different tactics. So through dialogue and approaching the sumo, you're always focused on not getting the no versus trying to get a yes. Cause you're, you're not going to get a yes in any time, you know, in the, in the, in the first three months, anyway, you're not going to get a yes. And probably in the first six to nine months, you might get, you know, from a no, not getting a no to, okay, let's see how this works, but still it takes time for these larger companies to consider the opportunity, um, Uh, budget for it, plan for it. There's a whole bunch of things that go into this where they need to understand the opportunity a lot more internally as well as externally before they can say yes. And so it's important for us in a partnership world to understand that and meet them where they're at at the time, not force them to do something that they're just not ready to do. It doesn't matter what you do. Cut your price in half, it's not going to do it.
0: And when you say that this is not a revenue deal, does that mean it's also like, is future like rev share on swapping of clientele kind of thing? Is that an acceptable um, type of partnership? Or what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, when I say no revenue, I mean, no direct revenue from the agreement being signed. There's indirect revenue. So indirect revenue is like you said, rev share, right? So two companies come together, and they work on a program. And the program is there to further both companies. There's, a, there's an interest in doing it. And as a result of expanding the, the opportunity, revenue starts to flow and then revenue gets shared in one way or another. But the motivation for signing a contract and getting everyone aligned and resources and everything else, it's not like there's, there's revenue coming into them from day one or from you, you know, or to you. And the key is now, and even if there's like a small fee, like a $50,000 integration fee or something like that, it's insignificant. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're talking with these big companies, the size of the deal is important, the size of the opportunity and some onboarding integration fee that you have to go through with them is insignificant. And is, that in itself is not gonna motivate them. That's just part of a process for, for getting the deal. But uh, I'm I'm, I'm talking about how big it could be post-deal, two, three years down the road uh, is what we're presenting to them.
0: Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.